say that? Alethius. I've got this special relationship with Charlotte here. She emphasizes how certain words have to be pronounced. Because <laughs> as our pastor picked out the scripture, knowing there was a tongue twister in there for me, here we go. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have refreshed the hearts of the Lord's people. Therefore, although in Christ I could be bold and order you to do what you ought to do, yet I prefer to appeal to you on the basis of love. It is as none other than Paul, an old man and now also a prisoner of Christ Jesus, that I appeal to you for my son, Onesimus, Onesimus, something like that. Onesimus. Onesimus. Onesimus, okay, we got <laughs> Who became my son while I was in chains. Formerly, he was useless to you, but now he has become useful both to you and to me. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. God bless you all this morning. Thank God for his word. Let me first of all say thanks for all your prayers and support. Uh, Emilia, our granddaughter, got to be home last night for the first night so we're real thankful for that it was was an honor so we're going to get to go see her today at five and that's a couple three weeks earlier than what uh, everybody was anticipating so she's coming along pretty good and just pray for mom and dad because you know as new parents every time the baby squeaks squeals or does something that we think they shouldn't be done or you know we got to call that 911 Back in the day, you just call mom and dad. Mom, the baby ain't turning. Don't worry, son. Be all right. Has her lip moving? Yes, mom. You're good to go. So we, we do thank you for that, and we're so excited to have her home and being with them. Secondly, in today's sermon, 90% of what I say comes from the book of Philemon. It's a very short book. A portion will come from the book of Acts. And a portion will come from church history. So I just wanted to put that out there so you know, because I won't be saying this verse and that verse. It's all within all of Philemon, which is one chapter. That's the whole book. The book of Philemon is a personal correspondence between two men of God. Philemon, a resident of Colossae, was converted to Christianity under the preaching of the Apostle Paul sometime around his third missionary journey in Ephesus. Philemon and his family hosted a church in their home. Back in those days, Christians had no place to worship. They couldn't go to the pagan temples. They couldn't go to the Jewish synagogue. Where were they to go to worship God? They met in homes. In those homes, they would have pastors, elders, deacons, kind of like what we have today in our structure, but they met in the homes. So him and his family hosted a congregation in their house. Philemon was also known for entertaining Christians who were passing through on their journey for business or whatever. They didn't want to stay in some unseemly places that they didn't want to be runt in their mind or in their hearts, but they were also persecuted everywhere they went. So they had to go to a safe place, and Philemon provided this for them. Paul said that Philemon had refreshed the hearts of many believers. And knowing this, Paul asked him to prepare a place for him to stay once he was released from his house arrest. 
Paul was in house arrest in Rome the first time around 61 to 63 AD. He anticipated getting out and he wanted to go visit Philemon and he knew who Philemon was and he says, I hope you have a place for me to stay. He also asked Philemon to forgive his former servant Onesimus. Onesimus had robbed Philemon and fled. He'd done the dude wrong. And we all know if we've ever had a rough background or we are lost without Jesus Christ that when you do wrong or you get into trouble, you do one of three things. First thing you do when you get into trouble is you run from the trouble. You get out of Dodge. Then after you run from it, you have to hide what you've done wrong. So then you try to hide it. Then after you hide it, you try to deny it. You deny that you hid what you've done wrong when you fled. And eventually you're getting so tired of everything that you're going through, you finally just say, I want delivered from this bad situation. I need to be out from all of this. This is what Onesimus had done when he had fled uh, from uh, Philemon after he robbed him. He wanted to be delivered from his mess. And so being a servant of Philemon, who got saved under the Apostle Paul, he would have heard Philemon say one of the following. This is a slave in terms of his master. His master's telling him about the goodness of this God that he met. So Onesimus hears all this, and this is what he had learned from Philemon before he had done him wrong. He heard this. One, there is a God out there somewhere, Onesimus, who forgives wrongdoers. Now keep in mind, these people didn't know God like the Jewish people knew God. They might have been Gentiles and they went to the temple. They never heard of anything like this. But Philemon says to him, there is a God out there who offers forgiveness to wrongdoers. And this God does this by paying the price for them. And after he pays the price for them, he remembers the wrongdoing no more. What kind of guy don't want that kind of God when I think about it here? There's a God who will forgive everything you do. Pretty cool. But then the God's going to pay the price that you owe for what you've done wrong. I'm Onesimus. I think well, he must have a couple grand to go pay my master that I stole from. Or he has some gold. This is what he would have been thinking. Somebody's going to pay the price for my sin. And once he pays this price, he remembers the wrongdoing anymore. This is what he learned from Philemon. And Philemon learned this from the apostle Paul himself. So Onesimus sets out to learn more about this God. He wants to know this God because he realizes he's in a bad way. So he wants to find the Apostle Paul. And he goes and he reaches out to Apostle Paul. And he says, tell me about this God that you serve. Under Paul's ministry, Onesimus accepts Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He goes and he learns from them. He listens about the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He grows in his faith so much so that Paul says he's become profitable for me and he's a son of mine. Not a physical son, but he's a spiritual son because he's accepted Jesus Christ as Savior and now he is profitable to me. In church history, there's this book called the Apostolic Canons. It's a fourth century writing and it says, Onesimus was emancipated by his master. He was consecrated by Paul, bishop of Berea in Macedonia, and that he was martyred at Rome. Ignatius, an early church father in the year 50 to 117 A.D., in his epistle to the Ephesians says this. He spoke of him as a bishop of the Ephesians. Onesimus, under the teaching of Paul, wants to make amends with his master Philemon. 
He's come to Christ. He's accepted Christ. And he says, Paul, I need to make this right with God. God has done something in my life. He's changed me. He's made me. He's molded me. And I got to make this right. And I have to go back to Philemon. And I have to talk to him. Paul honors this wish. And so the story begins. Onesimus says to Paul. This is what he says to Apostle Paul. The king and I are on a journey. And though I do not understand this journey, nor do I know how I will be received when I go home, all I know is what the king has done for me. Paul, the king has saved my soul. He's changed my life. He's made me new. I've got to go on this journey, and I've got to take the king with me. When he goes on this journey, he takes four things with him on his way, three of which come from his heart. Faith, hope, and love. Something Paul has preached about all throughout his ministry. Faith, hope, and love. What kind of faith is he saying here? He says, I have faith in the king. I have faith that the king will carry me through this journey. I don't know the journey. I don't understand the journey. I don't know what's going to happen to me in this journey. All I know is I am with the king, and it's the king and I, and we're going to take off in faith that he's going to take care of me. In faith, he says, I hope he also will prepare the heart of Philemon so that when I come to him, he'll receive the truth of what I'm saying. I want to make amends. And this is the way I have to do it, Paul. I have faith in the king. Secondly, he has hope. What does he hope for? That the things that he had experienced, he had learned, and he had seen in others will be in Philemon. This is what he's hoping for. He's heard the gospel. He's accepted the gospel. He's been with Paul in his ministry. He's seen other people get saved. Other people get changed. And all this hope resides in him. That the king has touched him, made him, delivered him. The king has saved his soul and made everything right. This is the hope that he has. That the king, when he goes on this journey, will be seen in Philemon. And he has love. His love is for the king. He says, the king and I got to go on this journey. And it's my love for the king that sets me on this path. And he says, in this love, I will seek amends with the one that I hurt. I can only go with the king in love because of what he's done for me. And it's in this love that I'm going to go seek the one that I've hurt. And I'm going to ask him to forgive me. He says, it's this love. That will forever guide my life. Faith, hope, and love. It is the three, these three principles of the life of a believer that hold you and I together on any journey in life. If we're going to follow Christ, serve Christ, love Christ, honor Christ, be in Christ, we must have faith, hope, and love. That's the glue that holds us together. If any of those things in our life breaks down, we fall apart. So he takes him in his heart. He takes faith. He takes hope. And he takes love. And he sets out on his journey. But I said this morning there was four things that he took. Three of them come from his heart because of what God had done in his life. We'll just call that experience. He's experienced the goodness, the grace, the love, the mercy, and the kindness of God. And faith, hope, and love resides in his heart. 
But it is the fourth thing that holds it all together. What is the fourth thing that he carried? He carried Paul's words. You see, Paul wrote this letter to Philemon. And he's asking Philemon to forgive the servant who's done him wrong. And he puts the word in his Osemus' hands. And he says, I want you to give this word to Philemon. Take this word with you. When you take it to him, present this word to him. He takes the word of the king. Now I'm putting Paul as the king now. He takes the word of the king in his heart. Faith, hope, and love. And now he grabs it from Paul. He receives the letter and he takes the letter to Philemon. But guess what? Philemon hadn't seen this letter. He hadn't read this word. He don't know what's coming to him. He looks off in the far places and he says, here comes that dirty, rotten scoundrel who robbed me all those years ago. He's coming. Why is he coming here for? He thinks I'm dumb enough just to let him come into my town. There's laws, there's rules, there's regulation. That joker's going to jail to pay for what he's done to me. He doesn't know the word that he has in his hand. He doesn't know that God has changed his life, that God has turned him around, that God wants to do work in him. All he sees is what the guy had done to him in the past, and he's ready to pounce. For his part, you think Osemus, when they're all glad and happy, he's probably looking all around. Are they coming to get me now? I see him afar off, and I can see the red marks over his head. He's got fire coming off the top of his head. He's going to put me in jail, or he's going to kill me. Experience and sin. But he says, I have the word. I have the text. And he goes to Philemon, and he lays it at Philemon's feet. And don't even say a word to him. Philemon opens that letter and he sees what Paul's saying. You're a man of God. You followed Christ all these years. You've been a part of my ministry. You know how he's touched you. You know how he's changed you. Your servant has come to me. He's listened to the gospel. He's accepted Jesus Christ as Savior. He's the Lord and King. And I've received him as my son in the faith. He's profitable to me. And now he can be profitable for you in two ways, Philemon. He can be your physical servant, but he's also your spiritual brother. So Onesimus, he lays this down there and he asks Philemon to read this letter. Nobody really knows what happened there. I read a little bit about church history, but experience what he was having Philemon, what Osemus was having, change of heart, what they were experiencing in their life, the work of the Holy Spirit. All these things that we do in our lives only comes to completion with the written word of God. You see, it wasn't the experience. It wasn't just a change of heart. It wasn't just the work of the Holy Spirit. It's when he heard the word of God, he listened to the word of God, and he accepted that word. That's what changed his life. The word of God changed Paul. The word of God changed Philemon. The word of God changed Onesimus. That word will forever change anybody who will come to God and say, I need your help. And I need your forgiveness. This morning, I want to say to you as a congregation, we are Philemon.
Yes, we are. We hold in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies, the ability to free or hold a person in bondage to their past. We have the ability to do that. You say, how do I have the ability to do it? Remember when Jesus says, if somebody's done you wrong, how many times are you to forgive them? Seven times 70. Right? Jesus says, to whoever sins you remit, they remit it. To whoever you retain, they retain. Not that you forgive sins, but you have the ability to hold something over somebody's head their whole life. We have that ability as a congregation. So I ask you, let us not hold anybody to the bondage of their past. But when they've accepted Christ, let them become free in Christ and let Christ do the work in them that he wants to do. Just like when Philemon saw him coming afar off, he did not know that God was working in him. He did not know that Jesus saved him and changed his life. All he knew, he was coming. And it wasn't until he brought the word and said, look at what this God has done for me. This morning... As we build this ark for those God will send us, and I believe he'll send them. As we keep doing the work, as we keep lifting him up, honoring his name, I pray that this ark will be a safe place for people to come and glorify Christ, the son of the living God. We are Philemon. We have the ability to release or bind the one who's maybe hurt us. And I say, if they've accepted Jesus Christ, who are we to judge and cut down and condemn? We don't know what's going on in their lives. We don't know the journey they're coming down. We don't know the things we face. But they have that word and that guidance in their heart. It could be this morning, you and an individual are not Philemon. Could be you're like Onesimus. And you're looking for someone to forgive you. That is a hard road to walk, a hard road to grab a hold of. But just like those three things that guided his life, I say to you this morning, walk in faith. Trust the king that you and him are on this journey together, that he's working things out for his glory and his honor. You walk in faith in him, follow him, serve him, love him, trust him, trust his word. His word will bring it to pass. Walk in faith. Secondly, live in hope. Hope. What has God done for you? Remember what he's done for you. How he's changed your life. How he's touched you. How he's made you new. That's the hope you have in you. He has changed you. And he's worked things out in your life. And it's that hope that drives you to the other person. That the king, when he takes you on his journey, the hope he will change their heart as well. Thirdly, believe in love. Love you have for God. The love God has for you. It is always love that will change a person's life and nothing else. Believe in love. Walk in faith. Live in hope and believe in love. Take the word of God with you and ask the king to take you through this journey. He is with you. He loves you. He wants what's best in your life. And look in that word and say, this is what your word says. This is what Onesimus done. He grabbed that word and he took it with him, not knowing what was going to happen. But he believed God and his word.
When Philemon received this letter from the Apostle Paul, this is what Paul said to him. If he has wronged thee or oweth thee aught, put that on mine account. I, Paul, have written with mine own hand. I will repay it, albeit I do not say to thee how thou owest unto me even thine own self besides. Paul could have said, I'm your apostle. I'm the one who brought you to Christ. This is what God says to do. Philemon, you do it. He could have done that. He had the right to do that. But that's not what Jesus did to Paul, did he? He just said, Paul, why are you acting like this? Why are you going down this road and harming my people? He didn't cut him, condemn him, and do all that. God, Jesus Christ, reached out to the apostle Paul in love and says, I'm the one who died. I'm the one who rose again. I'm the one who forgives. And when I put blindness on you and you go over there and are blind for three days, I will send somebody to heal your blindness. Paul understood this. He didn't overpower Philemon and say, you have to do this. But he reaches out and says, I love you, brother. God says, I love you. I paid the price. I'm not making you do this. I'm not compelling you to do this. But just know that it's my love that touched you. Why don't you take that same love and touch someone else? It is always love that brings us to repentance. And just as Paul asked Philemon out of love and friendship to give Onesimus, I pray the King of Glory would ask us to do the same thing. To be the ark. To be the people of God. To use love to bring people to repentance. Love works in everything. A little bit of love always works and it never fails. Paul asked Philemon to show this love to a servant who had accepted Jesus Christ. I pray God do the same thing to us. And may God bless us to be a Philemon this morning. I've asked Miss Hanson to pray just a little course because I would like for us to just take time ourselves in our seats just to pray and ask God to touch our hearts. He knows where we're at. He knows if we're holding a grudge against somebody. He knows if somebody has done us wrong. He understands everything we're going through. And I'm asking you where you're at as this little course is playing just one time around that you pray and ask God to help you. To touch you and to minister to you. Wherever you're at in life. You know you and King are on the journey. Take this journey with him. And let us all do what God is asking us to do.